Now we're rolling Damage Plan MMA Podcast. I'm Jason. As always, my co-host, Mr. Zach Partridge in the house. What up, dog? Hey. Hey, we had a great night of fights this weekend. Little jujitsu, little slap jujitsu, some banging fights. Yeah. So I saw I, you and you and I you and I were both had the Chris Curtis fight. I'm com- I'm commentating fights. I got the Chris Curtis fight. I look oh, over yeah, at you. Cody were cage side watching Chris yeah. Curtis. Yeah, sure. and then I'm I have it up so me Blake and Joel can watch them too. It was pretty cool. Hey, in case yeah. Dylan, in case little our little ginger friend Dylan is watching or tuning in, didn't I see Dylan, him take you down? Dylan, just remember who's one and zero in that cage and who's zero and one in that cage. I thought I saw him take you down. What? Didn't he take you, you down? Oh, you mean when he got guillotined? Oh, did he get? Did he tap? Uh, he tapped from a mounted triangle. Oh. All right. He's talking that smack. Talking smack. Don't happens. mind that I got like 60 pounds on him, but. Don't. <laughs> Jackson. There we go. My man, Jackson. Dude, he's freaking amazing on the mic, man. I might start calling him the voice of MMA in Utah. I think we should start. I, you know what? I think he deserves that because he freaking kills it. Gets the crowd involved. Only messed up one winner. I'm not even. I don't. I told you. I'm not even blaming. I'm just him, giving him crap. He's probably. He's probably all in his head about it. But hey, it happens, man. I've seen worse. I have seen worse. Um, dude. All right. So, huge shout out to my teammate Lauren Ryan for winning the Proving Grounds Invitational under 135 division. And she was not the favorite. I don't think. Uh, no, I don't think so either. I, like, I don't know. That was a very competitive, di- that was a very it, competitive division. And the girl that she fought in the first round, right? Oh yeah. Team, that was, that was probably, that was probably my most entertaining jujitsu match of the whole night actually was Lauren and Riley. That was phenomenal. The way she stayed composed and cause Riley had her up against the cage. She was, you could tell she was using a little bit of that MMA experience. Oh, Riley's a savage in the cage. And Lauren just very, it's very technical with her jujitsu. That I know firsthand. <laughs> yeah. I'll- so congratulations to Warren or uh, Lauren Ryan. And then also congratulations to uh, Marisa Mercer. Hopefully I said her name right. She yeah. won the uh, under 135 division. She pulled off a slick buggy choke. I think it was in the second round. The semifinal rounds. Yeah. Yeah. She pulled off a slick buggy choke. Like she's she's legit, man. Every, every lady that stepped in that cage, they they were ready. Um. Oh, let me pull up the fights real quick. Um. Yeah, we're we. I, me and you talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Riley was she winning. Did. Riley was winning that match, and then Lauren ended up taking her back. And so was- Carl, I'll give you. Some, I I have some input if we ever do the combat jujitsu again. The problem was was people didn't know how long the rounds were in the rule set, and so next time, everybody, if you come. I think the jujitsu was entertaining, but the problem was people didn't really know what was going on. So the next time, what we need to do is get like a graphic on the screen that says this is a you know this is a combat jujitsu match and with the little rules under with it. With the rules, combat yeah. like open hand strikes. It's a this many round, um, whatever you know. Uh, Eddie Bravo Invitational overtime rules, like whatever yeah. you know. And we go do that, and then people kind of know what's going on a little more, and then we coordinate with the clock and have the clock on there so people kind of know how much time's left in the round i actually i think that that would add a lot of value from the spectator standpoint but the 
performances were phenomenal. Yeah, they, I mean, every lady that stepped in that cage was just, yeah. We'll get into some of the other matches. We'll start breaking down the uh, the the fight card. Um, shout out to the ladies that won, uh, Marissa and Lauren, for for winning their divisions. Um, we started off the night with a banging fight with Anthony Acosta and Kyle Griffiths, and the crowd was. Have you ever heard anything like the BYU football team there? Oh man, dude, we were on the broadcast. We turned around and we're just like, "What is going on?" We couldn't even hear. They it were was so, so loud, loud, so loud, and. Kyle came out, got stung right in the beginning, and then looked like he kind of took over the round. I thought he won the first round. He did. I actually I, I verified it with the judges. On all three judges' scorecards, he he won the first round. So yeah, he did a very good job of after getting hit first, getting the composure and winning yeah. the round. And he just he he got caught. I mean, Anthony's a big, strong guy. He's a Marine. I didn't know that. So shout yeah. out to Anthony. Um, yeah, I didn't tell you because then you would have been freaking riding team Anthony. Then I would have been riding. Yeah, yeah. You know how I go with that, man. No, man, I'm a Kyle Griffiths fan, though, man. He, he Great attitude after I talked to him after the fight. Oh, yeah, it's cool. He, like, he's like, man, I love that. I, you know, I want to get back in there. Like, it was cool. I mean, it sucks that I lost, but, you know. That's the game, awesome. man. I try to explain yeah. it to my son all the time. If you're only going to play – if you're going to only play games that you know you can win, that's not being competitor, you know? They were saying non-Mormon things. <laughs> Dang right they were. Hey, just so you know, they weren't, they're not all Mormon, too. It's all good. But don't they have to follow the code, Zach, if they're there? Eh, it's like a we're like a guideline or a recommendation. <laughs> There's a little fine line there. Um, so hey, shout, shout out to Anthony Acosta. Shout out Zach Wilson coming to the show. Yeah, Did Zach Wilson came and showed up. That? that was awesome. Uh, next up, we had Nicole Fuga against Liz Molinar. Liz, shout out to Liz. I know we've said it on the podcast on Friday. Came in on short notice. Um Nicole called her shot on this one. She told us that she wanted to get the arm triangle choke, and she did. So here's the other thing. Liz, I think Liz kind of knew there was a good chance she was overmatched. But she oh, wanted, 100% she did. But, but she wanted to do it to gauge where she was at. And, and she knows. And here's the other thing. One, what fighters do, don't pick and choose your matchups. She knew for her first fight this was a tough matchup. She took the fight. After watching Nicole's first fight, oh, yeah. fight against yeah. a very tough two and two, now three and two, Sasha Lopez. Like, how many? I was terrified when when Liz said before she had committed, said, "Can I watch her first fight?" I sent her the You're first like, fight. <laughs> I sent her the first fight, expecting her to say no after watching it. Yeah, because I think that most would. And she, oh, 100%. she did not. And she came in. She, she, I thought she gave a max effort, performed to the best of her ability. Now she knows where she needs to work on. She got some good advice. She got an experience, goes back to the drawing board, and she knows she has an open invitation to come back to Fierce Fighting Championship whenever she wants. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was, that was cool. I mean, it's good to see Nicole get her first win because we know how hard she's been working. She told us after her last fight that. Hey, I should have used my jujitsu more and we saw it. So shout out to Nicole for getting the big victory. Um, they had a couple jujitsu super fights. I didn't, I didn't talk about the Maylene Johnson, Molly Jimenez did a gi super fight. I don't remember how that one went, one went, but I think Molly won by submission. Um, that one I don't remember. Nikki Sullivan and Aaron Johnson. That was a, that was a very fun grappling match. Like, I couldn't keep up with it. I'm glad Shannon was there to take. I'm like, I, 
I don't know what's going on here. They were just all over the place. Phenomenal jujitsu from those two. And Nikki Sullivan won uh, by decision on that one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, that was good. After the Nicole fight, we had ended up having the Amy Campo and Aslan O'Connell fight. Aislinn uh, did better than I think most thought she would from around here. I think so, too. And even at the weigh-ins, I heard some people talking that Amy was pretty much it. And look, it, I mean, I think she knew. We had her on the podcast. She knew. She knew about Amy. She knew she's legit. And she knew what she was coming up for. And I, Man, I and am so what? impressed. She didn't just roll over. No, she definitely didn't roll she didn't over. She competed, you know? I'm impressed with Amy's jiu-jitsu. Like, she is straightforward, straight to the point. Like, she's going to bring it. There's no holding oh, back. There's no feeling. No, she's 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 going right right to it. And when you talk to her, like when I'm interviewing, I'm like, she's so quiet and you know, she's not she's very a loud. Quiet assassin for sure. Like I didn't even know she wanted to get on the mic. I'm like, do you want to get on the mic? And she's like looking over at Eddie, and I'm like, are we supposed to be doing this? But anyway, shout out to Amy Campbell. Can't wait to see her compete in September down at the uh, ADCC. I want to see her fight in a cage now. Oh yeah, please. I'm, I'm saying this right. I I and I do believe this. I do believe this. I take back what I said. I think I could be. <laughs> I I believe this. I believe that if Amy Campo decided to transition to full time MMA, I think she would be in the UFC beating girls by the end of next year. I agree. She's a problem. She's a problem. Um, next up. Probably my performance of the night. Uh, Andrew Mickelson, Hands Dominique McIntosh. Like Hands Andrew Mickelson. Um, yeah, Gabe, we'll talk about Dom here in a second. Um, Andrew Mickelson, though, after coming off of that loss, how many days ago? Four, 40 days ago, was it? Something like that? Quick turnaround. No, it was so. No, it was end of April 30th, 21st. right? May 21st. May 21st. So about a month, right? 31 days, I think it was. Yeah, all it's been. Yeah. Because wow. this, yeah, and he looked phenomenal. His striking looked good. It was on point. And what people don't know, didn't know, because nobody knows who the Dominico McIntosh guy was. He's a legit striker. So, so for those that don't know, they did their homework. They were both two and one, and they both had a decision loss to Sebastian Mordecai. Yeah. So what we I wasn't aware of till after I made this fight is that Nico has multiple amateur um <laughs> uh Nico actually has multiple amateur Muay Thai titles. Yes. And I was like, oh, I hope Andrew's ready to bring on and bring his wrestling shoes and just wrestle him to death. Cause you don't want to stand with an amateur. I mean, Andrew Mickelson, I don't think he's been training a year, dude. Maybe a year. He's a stud, man. And this and me and Carl did have this conversation. And I we've said it before on here, but I'm gonna reiterate it again. Wait till more and more elite athletes get into MMA because Andrew Mickelson's a freaking athlete. And the very first jab that he snapped out, because yeah. I went, whoop. And it was like, oh, that one kind of hurt him. And yeah. he started putting it on him. And then and when he started just body head, body, body, head, head, you know. He started throwing those uppercuts and he did it right in front of us. And he was breathing just like he said, pad work. Shh, shh, shh. It was like game set match. And then the perfect, the cap it off was the bow at the end. Oh like, yeah. 
phenomenal. He so at, at the weigh-ins, Jackson was asking him what his um asking him what his fight name was. He doesn't have a fight name. I'm like, Iceman, dude, get some pit viper glasses, wear a little flight suit to the cage. Oh, kind of looks like Iceman from Top Gun, man. We'll get him some contender clothes. Dare you. He's way too cool to have some corny. That's not corny. Top Gun is hot hey, right now, dude. Top Gun corny. is hot right now. Dude, that's corny. This isn't WWE. Come on. Get out of here. Come on. Shut up. Shut what up, are you going to call him then? There's no, a lot lamer freaking. Hey, the, You're the, the Kaysville OG. That's pretty lame. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Scott Devlin gave me that name, rightfully so. <laughs> he did give you the worst. Um, <laughs> no, dude. He's the kicker. He is the kicker. I do like <laughs> the kicker. He's the kicker. I mean, you look at that guy and you're like, this guy was the kicker, the kicker. Like that guy was legit so, the kicker, dude. He, he, uh, you know what's cool? Did you see that Pat McAfee tweeted out his fight? No, I didn't see that. Pat McAfee, uh, Pat McAfee, who was the former punter for the Colts that runs a big podcast now. He's been yeah. on WD, wrestled at WrestleMania. Just yeah. a showman. Saw the BYU former BYU kicker. Just put the hammer down, and he retweeted the whole fight. The really, the whole fight. Yeah. Oh, I gotta watch that. I gotta watch Dude, that. I said. I gotta it. watch that. You. So I, I haven't been on Twitter all day today. I mean, I gotta see that. We we have some. We there's big. Yeah, I mean, Pat McAfee retweeted Andrew. That's Mickelson, crazy. Fighting That's crazy. I mean, it was that that was cool. But no uh, performance of the night, and and you know what? And I'll say this too, Nico. Was the coolest dude, humble. Oh, uh, you know, I texted him yesterday and see how he's doing. So cool about it. He was, he had a good attitude about it. He just ran into a buzzsaw that night. It's like, what are yeah. you going to do? I mean, yeah, on to the next, do. right? Yeah. And, and Nico's another one that he's welcome back anytime. Uh, next fight of the night, we had Jose Mendez and Malachi Novacell. Um, I think some people under underestimated Jose's wrestling in this one a little bit. I thought he, they thought he was going to just come and stand and bang. And usually Malachi's the more dominant wrestler. Yeah. In in a lot of these fights that we've seen him in, and, and he he wasn't on Saturday night. He had some. There were some great exchanges. It was a good fight. Very competitive fight. Yeah, there was just a couple of situations that um, Jose was just a little bit better in, and uh, and made little adjustments in. The- yeah in the cage better um malachi had a very good performance i felt like from the standpoint of he just did what malachi does and just never stops and is always working like yeah. he's a workhorse that's what malachi like he's a he's a he's talented he's a kid how old did you looked him up what is he 21 20 21 yeah something like that he's a kid he's 20 like, he's a kid you know, he, that was his seventh amateur fight and somebody said something i can't remember who i heard say it but they said something if you go ask Malachi his record, he goes, I don't, it's like, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> he just doesn't even care. He just wants to fight. He just wants to fight. And guess he's just getting experience. And guess what? These tough fights and all that, when he, when he turns pro and coach Horn lets him loose, when he's ready and turns pro, he's going to be a problem. And uh, yeah. Uh, oh, small world. Oh, nice. Um, Malachi is a f- fabulous competitor. And now we've seen Jose come down to the first challenger series and now to the Maverick center. And uh, I hope to be announcing a big fight um, with him very soon. I know what he's it a, is. I know what he's, it he's is. A, he's, he's a good fighter. That kid can fight. Jose, like can, Jose can freak fight. Yeah. 
next up, we had our first title fight of the night. And unfortunately, Raymond Lawley missed weight or else he would have been wearing the amateur fierce fighting championship featherweight. That would, be around, that would be at his place, not in my office. Hey, he called the shot, man. He said he wanted a first round knockout. He said he wanted to end it quick. He did, man. We didn't get the knockout. Rear naked choke. TK, was it TKO? Nope, oh, yeah, it was rear naked choke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rear naked choke. That's um, another one where, you know, sure. like he's a grinder. He's a hard worker. He does everything right. And, and um, he just got caught with a punch. He just got caught. He really early. did. Yeah, he did. He and then he really took some heavy caught. shots. And he took some heavy, but he kept, dude, he kept working. That's what kept, Zach does. Yep. Never quits. Yep. Kept, keep, kept working. He even hung on for that choke for a while too. I mean. Oh, he hung. Yeah. For a long time. You know, I've been, I've been there. Like there's nothing anybody can say that makes you feel better that 24, 48 hours after you lose a, yeah. fight, a title fight. But the other thing is, is Zach will be fine. Oh, he's fine, like, man. He'll be back. He's, he's a stud too. But um, um, I think we'll see. I think Raymond has plans to fight somewhere else. And then I think he'll be back in a fierce cage before the end of the year as well. Yeah. To hopefully um, make weight next time. Yes. I even gave him crap about that afterwards. He was, come on. He's like, man, I did everything. I did all this stuff. It's, okay. Well, guess what? Come see your boy. I got you. Yeah. Um, next up, in between the uh, amateurs and the pros, we had a little intermission and we had our combat jujitsu match with Samson Famabot and Warren Weingartner. That was some high-level jujitsu. Oh, yeah. How long do you last with either one of those guys, Zach? Because I think I last about 30 seconds. If you last, you last 30 seconds. Two minutes, three minutes? Nah, probably about a minute. About a minute? Maybe. Maybe. That was some that was some really good jujitsu. Like oh, they're both very, very, very good. High level. I know those guys have competed. They knew each other very well. I trained with Samson and Samson. Spoke very highly of Warren. Um, that was fun. It was interesting, like you said, like you touched on at the beginning of the of the broadcast, that I think having that rule set up there, because I didn't even know. I got up after the time was done to go in the cage because I thought it was over. I didn't even I didn't even realize oh, yeah. an over I had no clue there was an overtime. It was like, oh crap. So I had to go back and sit down. And um, for those that don't know, it's whoever got out of the position the fastest wins the match and Warren ended yeah, up like I said we'll get a little we'll get a little rule sheet up there next time and yeah let people know kind of what's going on a little bit more with with that and what it entails and I yeah. think it was uh I think it would be uh a really really good um a really good thing going forward that I that I think would be interested in putting more of those on a lot of respect from a lot of respect from both guys towards each other the coaches towards each other it's, it's, it's awesome um Man, another one that was a, a performance of the night that I thought was phenomenal is Casey Radden against Chris Kennedy. Casey Radden looked phenomenal. And I told him, and somebody told me when I was there a couple months ago with Joel, and Casey was there in, at Bang Muay Thai headquarters, and somebody, one of the coaches is like, Casey's leveled up in the last like year. I don't know if he made a switch to kind of kind of go all in. I don't know what happened, but he looked phenomenal. Casey, it's the best I've seen him look. Casey's hit a different stride. He's he's a different monster now. Like yeah. the Casey, the Casey that fought Johan Rubio versus the one that fought Saturday night. Um different. He's, he's a different monster now. Way different monster now. And uh he's more patient with his shots. Yes. But when he goes, he 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 puts more behind it. It's like he has more confidence in it. 
and not that he wasn't confident before, but it was yeah. like, he's like, this is going to work. Now it's like, I know it's going to land. Like, and he yeah. did some great things when, and Chris high level black belt jujitsu almost got him a couple times, almost got him a couple times in case he did all the right things to get out of it. Composed. Yep. Love it, man. I love seeing Casey on the cards. Uh, next up, the most terrifying man. We're going to have him start to have to have Cole Harris start to walk out to some Goldberg music or something. Okay. Doesn't he look like Goldberg? Kind of got a Goldberg. Intense. Hey, shout out to Dean Burley too, man. That guy was pumped up all week long sending hey. me messages. I like that yeah. guy. By the way, okay, so shout out Dean Burley. Because okay? <laughs> guess what? He was way smaller than Cole. Way sm- Yep. He was down to take anybody, fight anybody at 170 or 185. Yep. When I offered him Culp, he didn't bleak. Yep, let's do it. How much do you how much do you need? It's like, shoot me a number, shot him a number, shot him travel money. Yep, that's fair. Thanks. Took it. He was just down to scrap. And I got five messages during oh, yeah. that walkout. And people are like, what are you doing? This isn't a fair fight. You're a bull, you know, this and that kind of teased me. And I was like, the dude's game, and guess what? And guess what? Yeah, his jujitsu was pretty slick. It, if he's fighting at his right weight class, because he's a one seventy year, he he's a one seventy year. Yeah, oh for sure he is. For he sure, he's still, he, he took the fight. He wanted to fight, and I mean, if Cole wasn't didn't have that wrestling, that, that dominant wrestling that he has, like he's powerful, he's strong. I mean. Dean probably catches 90% of the other guys he faces in that situation. I mean, yeah. I mean, Dean, he, it, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. Maybe no. he doesn't look like whatever, but you could see in some of those transitions, he was fishing for stuff and he knew what he was doing on that map. He, oh yeah. He was fighting somebody his size. Cause what do you think Cole Harris? He's probably back up 200 pounds. Oh, probably over 200 pounds. Yeah. You know, and Dean's still under 190 for sure. Yeah, it's props I mean, to Dean. Dean is one that you know, if he was fighting at 170 and fighting somebody his size, like, yeah, different. He was just he was a G and took short notice fight against somebody out of his weight class. I like Dean, he, I get, he's another one. I told him he's more than welcome back whenever he's ready. I got to give it to Cole, though. He did what he needed to do, he came in there, good. big Cole win. Good. Did his job. Shout out, shout out for the older guys. I think he's, I think he's close to my age, like, he's. Not that chicken. That's not he's, fair. He's close. I think he's isn't he like 42? No, how dare you? It says it on the sheet. I thought he's like he's well, I wait, we don't need to go into all the details, but 42. Hey, Cole Harris, I got your next. He's fight. older he's than he's, he's 36 or older. Let's just put it that way. He looks phenomenal. He's in phenomenal shape. Like one of the he's the most intense guy on the card. He's 36 years old. 36. 42. Cole Harris. Jason, go down to a game. Cole Harris owes you, owes you a whooping. I'm texting him right now. Uh, texting. Cole, just let Jason, just let him know Blake's Blake's already choked me out like three times, and he's trained down there, so he's got me. No, he looked phenomenal, man. He took off his shirt at the weigh-ins. I was like, "Geez, man, this dude's like he's ready to roll." Yeah. Um, I just texted him, so I'm sure you're gonna be getting a message. From he's Cole like, Harrison. "I'll be getting a message." Uh, what else did we have? Next up, we had. Oh, I got a little background noise on this. Is it your computer? I don't have anything playing. Or is it mine? It's got to be yours. That's weird. Okay, so next up we have Lehigh Dominguez and Calvin Parrington. 
came, came that fight came down to who could win positions. And Lehigh was Lehigh Lehigh won the positions. He was the bigger man. Um, Calvin weighed in with jeans on. Calvin weighed in with all of his clothes on at like 163. He told me he was 158 night of. After the fight, he said, I'm 158, is what he said he weighed. He's a gamer, man. Another one like Dean, fighting a weight class, and he's game. Dude, I I mean, that's why I said we've seen Calvin twice at Steel Fist, right? Yeah. He he fought Cole, Cole Faust. Gave Cole a tough fight. Uh, fought Nino. Gave him Nino a tough fight. Like, and I, I told him he's a dog and he's game, and he'll show up to fight. And I, I, I like Calvin. I'm a fan of his. I just wish he. I wish I would. I would have known he was that light, and we would have found him a different, better matchup. And he, he had moments in the fight too. So he was, he was doing really well on his feet. But Lehigh did what he does. He grinded it out, got the takedowns, and. and was just grinding out a good win. So props to Lehigh for coming through with a big win. Um, next up, my boy Dom Salas against Christian Ruffin. Um, and these guys just went right at it. The first round, you could say, I don't know if you could see Dom, but Chris had Dom had body his back, had the body triangle. And uh, Dom's looking over at us, rolling his eyes. <laughs> yeah, he got hit in the he's face. Like, and he goes, yeah, he's like, I just want to stand up and bang. <laughs> but um, I'll give this where both of those two deserve a lot of credit is, you know, Chris, I was talking to Chris. I picked him up from the airport, him and David Balea. And uh, yeah. And uh, you know, he's, he used to be 270, 280. Oh yeah. Dom has said on his United two interview, he's lost a hundred pounds multiple times. Yep. And Dom is out there just trying to like inspire people and do good things. And I, I love Dom for it. I, I Dom is a good fighter. He's an even better person. I, I love and, him. Man. And Chris, he was obviously very disappointed. Good dude. And, and David Blaise said it really good. They, he won a lot of the positions in the exchange, a majority of the positions. Oh, he did. But in MMA, it doesn't matter. You just lose one, and it's over. And Dom, and Dom caught him and, and and put that choke in. Yeah. I would say that was a fight that Chris pretty pretty easily won that first round. Pretty easily. And then he, he ended up – he kept, and Dom can – we both know that Dom can crack. Like, he's very heavy-handed, and, and he caught him, got the choke in. And, um, uh, I think Dom is another one that we'll be seeing on a fierce card very soon. Uh, next up was supposed to be our 155 title fight, but our boy Armasana ended up missing weight. There was a little backstory behind that, so we're not giving him a pass, but we're also not riding him too hard on this one because he's uh, he's not the type of guy to back out of a fight, which he probably should have on this one. Um, decided to take it, came in overweight, missed weight, very apologetic. Uh, he looked phenomenal against Fabio, who was fighting out of his weight class. Weight class. Yeah, Fabio came up. Fabio, you gotta remember, uh, you gotta you gotta remember Fabio's normally a 145 and 135er. And he yeah, he just he literally took this fight because he one, he wanted to fight, and two, he like he kind of did us a solid a little bit. Like yeah. he knew that's what we were looking for and what we needed. And he could have just said, No, I'll just wait till you guys get me somebody in my weight class. He's just like, I'll do it. I'm not even 155er, but I'll do it. He did it. And the Mongolian's weight cut. As a professional, you should never miss weight. 
100%. But the circumstances that he missed weight again made me go, like, obviously I don't like it. Obviously I wish this title was uh, in somebody else's yeah. room he, right now. But um, and the, knowing what we know. And, back to defend it. But knowing yeah. what we know behind it, it was like, I mean, his, I, I, I'll say this, his manager told him to pull out three weeks ago. Yeah. And he yep. refused to do it. He's like, no, never pulled out of a fight. Never pulled out. Not going to do it now. Won't do it. Won't do it. Won't do it. And it, and it cost him, you know, financially out of his purse a lot as well. Um, so, you know, all in all, not mad at the guy. And and, and he can fight, dude. He, he can fight. He's good. He's a problem. He's a problem he, at that weight class. He, he can fight. I mean, there he can fight. I mean, I'm surprised he's not getting looks from some some bigger promotions. He's nine oh. and three. Oh, he is. Yeah, I, I like him. I, I mean, he brings a crowd. I think every Mongolian in Salt Lake is at the fights. Yeah, all seventeen of them, and they all go right to the cage. They don't even care who's standing or who's sitting. They all just go right to the, the thing when he's walking they're out. Awesome, they don't. Man. They and stand right behind us at the thing, and they're yelling in Mongolian. They don't care. They're just having fun. And you know he's so nice and so super respectful. Respect, super respectful. He yeah. is so nice and so respectful. Um, yeah, Dude. I like him. And you know what? Again, shout out Fabio. Uh, he's a gamer he man. He has a little bit of a knee injury. Hope it gets back soon. Well, fan of watching him fight. I like watching Fabio fight. It's what fun. was what was your fight of the night? Do we already agree? It's Andrew Mickelson performance of the, the night. Fight of the night. Fight Andrew Mickelson performance of the night, knockout of the KO of the night. Yeah. yeah. Was it better than Acosta's? Yeah. Ooh, I think I'm not fight of the night. anything away. I, I'm 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 I am uh, splitting hairs, right? Fight of the night. Mendez I think Acosta's was a little bit more. Kyle was pretty tired at that point too. Yeah, I'm gonna go Mendez and Novacell for fight of the night. That was the bet. That was. I mean, that was probably the most entertaining fight. entertaining yeah I, mean, I don't know the mongolian and fabio put on a pretty good show yeah they did too yeah it's it was a they great both hit each other with about 20 overhand rights that i think would have killed anybody else you want to know what the best part of the night was two fights were over with by nine o'clock we're going home chilling watching the co-main and main event oh i was home watching shuruki i watched the whole shuruki and gamera fight speaking of phenomenal fights yeah Um, fight with Samson versus Warren. That was he, I, again, but because Mason knows what's going on. No, yeah. More people Dude, I thought on, I think that would have gotten a lot more praise and buzz because for it, it, it was very enjoyable and entertaining. I thought uh, Nikki Sullivan and Aaron Johnson was just just as good as the Warren fight. They were that was a very high level jujitsu match between those two. Sure. Um, but anyways, phenomenal night. I I thought it was great. Crowd was going crazy like they always do. Um, I can't I can't wait for September. You and I were just you were telling me about some of the matches that are gonna be on that card. Just buckle your seatbelts because this is I got some names on this wall that yeah, it's gonna be this this card it's gonna be the best card of the year, hands down. Like anyways. Um Uh, should we talk some UFC? Yeah, we can talk UFC. I 
I'm going to let you start it off since I got to go run and go to the bathroom. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, it's me this time, not you. I don't know. <laughs> all right, you get to talk. I'll be right back. All right, well, all I'm talking about. So I didn't get to watch the whole card, but I did get to watch a majority of the card. Or keep an eye on it, at least. Um, for those that didn't follow me, I told everybody that Vanessa Demopoulos was a very live dog. And she came out and won that fight. Um, I don't know why I had that gut, but yeah, Vanessa Demopoulos comes out. I think that's a really big win for her. Maybe kind of shows that she's on the right track, but um, she was a she was a very live dog. Um, I am trying to pull up the entire fight card and just waiting for Jason to get back. I think that when it comes to, uh, I'm just going to talk about fierce a little bit more. I wish that everybody knew everything that goes on to putting on um, these cards, but I can promise you that September 24th is going to be about as fun as we've had in Salt Lake City. I didn't get yeah. into the MMA card. I talked about fierce again, but I was just looking about September 24th again. Like, Ooh. okay, I will. I will say this because it's a done deal, contracts, everything. And if anybody hasn't seen it yet, Jerome Hatch and Rafael Brewster talking smack to each other. Like those two have a real disdain for each other, and they're going to be fighting, and it's going to be fun. Oh, Brewster was messaging us on that damage plan account, just like I'm ready to go, ready to sign the contract, blah blah blah. I just so, told him, I'm like, dude, if he's not signing for this this fight, if he says he'll fight you in September, Jerome's not the type of guy that's not going to take a fight. Let's just put it that way. I, I said he's not scared of you. I can promise you that. Yeah. So, um, but I did to my own horn. I did pick Vanessa Demopoulos. Remember? She Boom. Won. We both picked her as a live dog. We liked that one. Uh, Mario Batista. I we called that as a lock. He, I didn't think he would finish boom Kelleher that quickly but he's legit um did or did we not both pick cody durden as a dog boom i think jp buys is on his way out i don't think he's ufc caliber to be honest sorry uh, i definitely lost the next two pavia sucked and the tj brown lost that one actually really surprised me yeah that one did too we we nailed the, the next underdog, too. We were very heavy on Carlos Olberg. Oh, we nailed the, Oh, That was like I, our, yeah, I thought that was like a no-brainer. Everybody was on that one. That was, that was weird. Oh, were we not special with that? Uh, I was looking on Twitter. There was a lot of guys that were on him. Yeah. There was a lot of guys picking him. I think they everybody checked knew. checked all the boxes for me. Which is weird. It's like, how does everyone, you know, every podcast that I listen to, every MMA talking head... But the betting lines were the you way. You know they why? Were. But you know why I think? Why? I think that MMA is actually still the one sport that you can find it like oh, yeah. you're way off in tons of value. Oh, yeah. Because the general public just doesn't know. But like us as podcasters and other podcasters and people that pay attention to the sport, I think they kind of all knew how that Uberg fight was going to go. Yeah. Like he lost one fight because he gassed out because he'd never done it before. Yeah. But once he's fixed that, He's terrifying. He's scary. Scary. I didn't watch any of the undercard, but I did turn. I obviously watched the Chris Curtis fight. Shout out to Chris. Action man. Getting it done again. What is that? Like seven, eight fights in a row? Oh, man. You know what? 
One, two, gone are the days of of him being an underdog. Seven, eight. That's eight fights in a row. Gone are the days of us getting him at dog money, though. I don't know if he fights another ranked guy. They might sleep on him again. I mean, I hope they do, but uh, Umar takedowns of the black belt. Yeah, I love. I loved what Nick said in between round the first and second round. Quit you guys friend. have quit being his friend. No more high five, and he's trying to take half your paycheck. Like, hey, he had a he had a great point. Great point. Well, he um, know, we know Chris and that Chris is has a good relationship with those coaches, and that's what he needed to hear. I don't know if you remember which fight was it. Was it the Phil Haas, where ex- excuse my language, but Sean Strickland told him to quit fighting like a pussy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that was that. Yeah. And it woke him up. Like, I think, like, it sounds to me like Chris kind of responds to that. Like, he, he, and we, me and you know him. He's yeah. a really nice guy. Super nice guy. And he's Super nice with everybody. guy. And uh, he's, he's friendly with everybody. And so it's like, I think sometimes he, he needs to hit that switch a little bit sooner going into the fights. Yeah. Well, he's got the right corner. That's for sure. Uh, Umar Nugagamedov, I mean, that kid is special. Not only can he wrestle, that guy has some wicked kicks. Do you oh, see those yeah. kicks he was throwing? Yeah, he's 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 scary. He's scary at 135. Um, yeah. Tiago Moises gets the rear naked choke win in the first round. We both picked that one. That was an easy. easy we boy, we boycotted this fight. I did pick Josh on the Facebook post in our group. I did pick Josh, but we boycotted that. One, so, yeah, good for you. You yeah. went away from my boycott. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not counting that as like I did something special. I just circled it just to circle it. Um, and then I told you, Shavkat Rachmanov. Are you on the train yet? Are you on the train? I think you got to be. Dude, he chokes out Neil Magny with three seconds left in the round. I was, in fact, you and I were on the phone <laughs> talking about the way, By the way, if you're going to jump for a guillotine, that's when you jump for a guillotine. At the end uh, of the round, when you when losing the position doesn't lose you the round. Dude, I, I didn't Love even – Yeah, you and I are talking on the phone and about Fierce, and I'm like, oh, he just jumped a guillotine, round's almost over with. And I'm like, holy crap, he oh, freaking yeah. tapped. What, what was that? Man, he's – oh, yeah, he's going to be – oh, man, that division. That 170 division is crazy. And then if you did not watch Gamera and Armand Sharukian fight, go watch that fight. That was about as high-level fight as you're going to get. I saw a lot of people mad with the decision. I, I, I actually wasn't, and I actually saw a lot of people saying, oh, it's a contra- – you know, it's the – you know, who lands the most damage and who's who's doing the more controlling, and I'm like, Gamrot landed a lot more damage. If you saw Sharukian's face, and it's like, were they giving Sharukian more credit because they thought he was landing harder shots because they didn't seem to be hurting Gamrot? So do you do you still call that damage if he's just kind of like the like the kicks? Like he was landing some solid kicks, right? Sharukian was, but they weren't really doing anything to Gamrot. At least he didn't show. I didn't hate the decision. Did you hate it? In the moment, I did. I I texted you. I yeah. thought Gamrot 
You agreed too. Yeah, I thought I thought Gamot needed a finish in the fifth to win. I thought he was down three to one. I thought it was but, super close, but I I definitely could have saw how the judges could see Gamrot winning. But I will say this. I said, that's crazy. It's this and that. I said, watch, the judges are all going to have given Gamrot such different rounds because the rounds were close and competitive. They were super right? close. And for the judges to all give Gamrot three, four, and three, five, four, five, and a Marshall on one and two, you know what? At least they were all consistent on the same yeah. day. Yep. And as a competitor, that's what I want. Consistency in the judging and officiating. And so if they're going to be consistent and they're going to score that way. Yeah. And you know, and you now it gives you a better baseline of how they're going to score things. That's, that's what I want. So that gave me encouragement that, you know what? Definitely not a robbery. It's close no. fight. I think. Go ahead. I'll let you finish your. Did it. I was just going to say. Don't. When I went back and rewatched it, I went back and rewatched rounds three, four, and five. Don't hate it. I, Maybe, you know what? If I watch the whole fight, I'd probably give it to Shruki in three to two. But the rounds are close enough. Did flip it three to two the other way? I thought optics wise, and this is, they. I heard him talk about it in the post fight. Um, Shrukin's only 25. That's his first five round fight. Gamera had already had two five round fights in the past. And he's a little bit older. I thought optics wise, he looked a little more composed. And does that make sense? Yeah. Like Sarukian looked a little, I mean, they were both gassed, don't get me wrong, but Sarukian a little more beat up, face was a little more messed up, maybe didn't show that. It just seemed like Gamrot was just the, just a tad bit better, optics-wise. Yeah. But I wouldn't I, – I, I, we both agreed. I thought, I, thought, I think Sharukian's going to get the nod, but – I still believe that Sharukian's probably the only one in that style that has a shot of beating somebody like Islam Dude, in that style of a fight. He's only 25. Gamrot's only 31. Yeah. That is insane. Like that's that's crazy. See that to Gam me, that to me is actually the most alarming. That somebody five years old, Sharukian's that good. Wait till he's thirty one. What do you think he's going to be like when he's thirty one? <sighs> somebody brought up Gamrot's a split decision away from being undefeated. If he wins that split decision, would he have been a two to one underdog in this fight against Sharukian? If he yeah, comes in there undefeated, is he so still Shuruki, a two-to-one dog? Yeah, because Shuruki's height comes behind. He's the only one Islam. that's given Islam a, yep. a fight yep. besides Islam's loss, right? How excited are you for Islam and Bronx? Dude, how do you think that fight goes? I have no idea. I'm not betting against the champ. I'm not betting right. against Dubrox. Well, I'm high. I'm high on Islam, but Dubrox is fighting at a very high level. And the way he's mixing his jujitsu, it's not even really, I mean, it's jujitsu, but it's MMA jujitsu. The way he mixes in his strikings, his elbows, I, I just can't, I cannot bet against him. Islam's just going to have to prove me wrong on this one. 
And maybe he does. Maybe he is the better fighter and he wins the fight. But I cannot, after what Dubronx has done his last three or four fights, be like, well, Islam's the better fighter. He's going to beat him because I, I don't know. What's your take? It's like... I, apples and oranges? The fact that Islam is like a three-to-one favorite is mind-blowing to me. Because guess what? Islam is very, very good, and he's very dominant, but he's also not Khabib. He's 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 lost a fight, and, and but it's not like he's just re- he's not Khabib. As no. much as everybody wants to say that he's Khabib, yes. just, you know, he's not Khabib. What is Islam going to do when? Do Bronx is walking him down because that's what he's not going to back up. You know, Charles isn't going to back up. There's a very real, there's a very real possibility though, that Islam's wrestling is just too much for his, for Charles. And he, just, and he just stuffs it. No, the Islam just, dude, you know, those, the, 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 those Dagestani, like how they change levels and, they go yeah, so yeah. low and get that takedown, and then they just climb on you. And once they yeah. climb on you, I don't know if Charles Oliveira has an answer for that. That's 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 the biggest thing, right? But also, I also know at this point too, if Charles Oliveira snatches his neck or his arm, it's over. It's over. Did you hear what Khabib said a couple of weeks ago in an interview? Mm-mm. That they'll send us location. We'll come down to Brazil. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. Fight it in Brazil, if jujitsu or if sambo was easy, they'd call it jujitsu. That's what. He oh said. yeah, I heard him say that. I mean, we're gonna fight. I'm I'm pumped about that fight. I'm pumped about this weekend's fight. This pay per view is pretty stacked. The. It's a, it's a, the, the Holloway Volkanovsky thing to me is just a mess. It's just a mess. Because if Volk wins, what do you do with Max after that? It's over. Right? Yeah, I mean. And then if Holloway wins, what do you do? I don't know. A fourth? I don't know because is there anybody even coming up in the 145? Who who's coming up in 145? Josh Emmett. Hello. Uh, I think both those guys beat Josh Emmett. So do I, but tell me that guy hasn't earned it. He's earned it. He's earned it. I'll get yeah, he's earned it. I mean Arnold Allen. I mean Arnold Allen. Hello. Evalov. Uh Bovzar Evalov. I mean the those are really the only two names that kind of are like, okay. Like we've already seen everybody else. Taporia, but he's 15. Like all those guys that I'm just mentioning, they're all, well, besides Allen, are outside the top 10. What is, what is, well, if Max wins, he's moving up. He wants to move up to lightweight. So does Volkov. Volkov says if he wins this fight, he wants to fight the winner of Islam and Oliveira. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Volkov. That's how I said. Volk- Did I say Volkov? Volkanovski? Holloway. Oh, Holloway. I met Volkanovski. Sorry. Yeah, Volkanovski. Yeah, he wants to move up. I think he should. You ready for this? I think he should. 
You ready for if this? If he beats Max, he should move up. What? You ready? Yeah. Are you sure Volk loses to Oliveira? Uh, I think he loses to Oliveira. You want to know what I want to see? Give me Volk and Chandler. Oh! Give me Volk and Chandler. Give me no, Volk and Chandler. I think Volk is a better version of Chandler. Actually. I think he is too. I I, I agree. But I I gosh, man, you you ready? You ready for champs moving up? Who? I think I Usman saying he's going to move up to two hundred five and beat Yuri. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it, dude! I love Usman. He's great, but there's dude, weight classes for a reason. Usman comes and sits Yuri down with the power. You know how Yuri kind of leans forward with his chin. Yeah. Down? And Usman just power jabs that chin and sits him down. I mean, we saw what happened when Izzy moved up. I just there's weight classes for a reason. Yuri's big. Usman's big. Yeah, but he's going to be outweighed by twenty plus pounds easily. Well, Usman's going to completely obliterate Leon here in about six weeks. See, I don't think he completely obliterates him. Oh my gosh! I don't think he. I'm not saying he loses. I'm not saying he loses. I'm saying I think it's going to be closer than what people think. He doesn't win a round. He's going to win a round. He might. He's going to win two rounds. Uh, what do you want to bet? What are we betting on? I don't now? know. Well, well, let me let me let me ponder that. He's we'll, going to win we'll, a round. He's okay. going to win run round. No, stop it. Stop it. We have till Friday to come up with a bet. No, oh, or not Friday. We have till August. We have August nineteenth to come up with a bet. Yeah, because uh, no, Leon's, I don't want to change your mind because you're going to come to your senses. I'm not going to change my mind. Leon's going to win no. some rounds. He's so going to win some rounds. Over under. Okay, and so on judges' scorecards, right? Yeah. There's three judges. Yeah. So you're saying that on six of those scorecards, Edwards is going to have a mark by his name for 10. He's going to win two rounds on all three judges' scorecards. One for sure. He's going to win one for sure. I'll give you that he might win one round. Yeah. I'll put it at over under five. So if it's a five, it's a push. If he you know wins. what I'm saying? Oh, on the judge's scorecard? Like yeah. if he, okay. so if one, if one round gave one to Usman and one to Edwards. So he gets five if it's a five-round fight. So, let me, so let me that ponder would be that. Leon, so that would be Leon winning one round on all three judges' scorecards, and yeah. then another round, two of the three judges give him a round. I feel like that's pretty favorable in your in in your in your favor. I, yeah, let me ponder that one. For somebody that, that thinks one. he's going to win two rounds, that's saying like split decision on a round that he have, that he wins two round, a majority of two rounds. Um, yeah, I just – I think it's going to be closer get, than people think. I really do. You're going to get kicked in the head by me. I don't think so, dude. I don't think so. I think Cole's going to punch you in the in the stomach again. I got more padding this time. <laughs> oh man, I, dude, I'm stoked to do this breakdown on Friday though. This is going to be good. It's going to be a great card. Strickland yeah. per, and and Alex Pereira. What's the odds on that? Dude, it's like even. Uh, it's like a coin flip. It's literally a coin flip. And I already give me Sean. Sh- give me Sean Strickland at dog money. Give me Strickland. Yep. I mean, great defense. 
I'm telling you, Strickland's the guy that can give Izzy problems at middleweight, actually. And and uh, Pereira can crack, but he he has some holes. Oh yeah, he does. And um, and Bruno Silva in their last fight showed some of those, mm-hmm. and he made Pereira dig. And Bruno and Sean Strickland are on completely different levels. I I will take I. Spoiler alert, I am taking Sean Strickland to be Alex Pereira this weekend. Yeah. Who do you got? Munoz and O'Malley. You're going to have to wait till Friday. Okay. All right. We'll wait. We'll wait to give the predictions on that. I can tell you this. Hunter is a freaking ninja on UFC 4 with Sean O'Malley. Is he really? I can't beat him with anybody. He slept TJ Dillashaw three times yesterday. Stupid flying me. Oh man. I'll be I'll just be just blasted him and he'll wait for my stamina to get down and then it'll go boop and fly me and sleep TJ Every time. Slept. Slept him three times. Oh man. All right. Hey, well, uh TJ versus Algerman Sterling. I think Aljo beats him. I do too. You and I both agreed. Everybody else is like, oh no, TJ. I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't I don't think so. Aljamain showed me a lot in that last fight with Jan. Like, even yeah. though I'm not a big fan of his, he can you fight. Ready? You ready for the last 145 title fight for both? What's that? What's Henry Cejudo. That? That's going to happen. I, 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 you I think so? My, I feel it in my gut. That's going to happen. Just so Volk can smash that oversized he smashes him. Yeah, you can't take that much time back off and then come back and try to fight the champ. Dude, I, yeah, I think Aljamain beats TJ. I think he takes his back. I don't think anybody has an answer for his back take. He, I mean, it's I was dead wrong on that last Jan fight. He, he can fight. He made the adjustments. He was confident. He can fight. What if, what if Aljo goes up and fights Alexander at 145? Ooh. Ooh, that's interesting. Alexander's just, he's to me, he's like Charles Oliveira, right? They're just fighting at such a high level. Like, I just and, don't see anybody beating you're him. You're sleeping on Usman. I'm not saying Usman's going to lose. I just think it's no, going to be competitive. No, it's going to be competitive. No, you're sleeping on him. Competitive. Where is Leon Edwards better than Kamara Usman? Striking. His striking is better than Usman's. His striking is better than Usman's. Oh, my God. It's not. He just has a jab. He That's literally all he has. He ain't kicking. You should ask Kamara, or you should ask uh, Jorge Masvidal if his how that cross that cross feels. I'm telling you, Leon Edwards' striking is better than Usman's. And for somebody to say that it's not, you're just insane. You're insane. There's not even close. Usman's striking is not better than Leon Edwards. Usman is going to have to take the last time Leon Edwards has ever knocked somebody out. He's dude. He not. Usman knocks out Jorge Masvidal is washed up. He's freaking 38 years he's old. Sat. Kobe covered him down up. and broke his jaw, dog. Washed up on a five-round war, and he was getting tagged, too, and he was getting rocked by Kobe. Yes, he did get rocked against Kobe. He was getting tagged against Kobe, too. Kobe was tagging him. You're crazy. You're crazy if you think you're crazy if you think Leon Edwards' striking isn't better than his. He's all around. He's an all-around better striker. He is an all-around better striker. Come on, he's back. Aldo needs to take your black belt away. Aldo, take his black belt away. (laughs) Take it away. Take it away. How dare you? (laughs) How dare you? Oh, man. 
I, dude, Leon Pillowhands Edwards, I'd fight him. He doesn't. Even he might have. Me. He might have pillow hands, but he can strike. He's accurate. He's long. Oh come on! He's got good kicks, dude. He's he's the better striker. I didn't say he had more power. I didn't say he's knocking people out. I'm saying he's the better overall striker. He got wobbled by Nate Diaz in the fifth round with 20 seconds left. He was piecing him up the whole time. Yeah. He wow. What if he just comes out there and just starches Usman? I'll bet you whatever you want, dog. Just like you wanted to bet me on uh Shafkot Rachmanov. I just said that Leon, I actually, if you want to go back and play the tape, I'm pretty sure I said he should win the fight, but Neil shouldn't be yes. a three to one under. We both did. We both did. I did. You we both agreed sack that. Sack of crap. Just getting under my skin. <laughs> oh, I didn't think he would beat him like that. He made it look pretty easy. Did you see him ask him if that was the hardest fight? He's like, was this your hardest fight? He's like, no. He's like, I took him down and he couldn't get up. So <laughs> those Dude, his freaking weigh-in when he's like turning his head to the side. I'm like, dude, this guy's like crazy. Little, like he's like on a, like he's like the bad guy in Saw. And then he's like looking him up and down, like you're you're I'm just gonna smash you. Smash. Jamaif. Just, just run it. Book it. You know the win. He beats Jamaif. He beats Jamaif. I'm telling you right now. Let's take a poll. Let's do a poll in the group and see. I just don't I just don't think that we can even until Rachmanov fight somebody in the top three i don't think we can to like, fight somebody like burns to like see, a burn. yeah. because we're gonna I mean, give you that. burns chamayev was wasn't human the, either right the only reason i i would give him a little bit of an edge because experience wise he's got more experience he than chamayev but like he's got a lot of fights against a lot of people with good records but and maybe. and you even you said it on on the podcast i think you're the one that sent it to me that said how it seems like Chamayev is kind of dropping off a little bit. He may he might not be as motivated as he was a year ago. What didn't you send that to me? Yeah. Dana's Dana's like, yeah, you know, like everybody does it. They're super hungry till they get to the top, and then they want to be very careful to make sure that they, they get their title shot. Yep. Everybody. Yep. Even Chamayev. Even Chamayev. Why doesn't it do why don't we just okay? So why don't we just do Rachmanov up to Gilbert Burns and see how that goes? Poor Gilbert. I, feeding him to the killers. Give him a he he said Brady, Mosvidal, or Thompson were the three names. Sean Brady's the only one that makes sense there. Mosvidal and Thompson. Mosvidal and Thompson should fight each other again, to be honest. Yeah. Like dude, they're both Rock over Man. the hill. Rockmanov and Brady, that now that's an interesting fight. I'll take Brady. That's I'll take Sean Brady. Oh, that's a tough fight. Oof. I think Sean Brady's a different. I, I I actually think Sean Brady's the future champ of that. I think a lot of people do. I ooh, that'd I be a great Sean fight. Brady. I love Sean Brady. So many good fights. So many good fights. Ooh, they're both fifteen and zero too. Or Rockman sixteen and zero now. Yeah, this is. A, that's a good fight. Anyways, all right, we'll let you guys get out of here. We finished it up. Thanks okay. for tuning in. You got anything else? <laughs> That's so sick. Yeah, go off. I got something to tell you. All right, all right, all right. I'm ending the broadcast.